it's Ed. Ed Pierce. Okay, that that makes more sense. Uh, you own a house, right? I do own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, you know something? <laughs> so you here's uh, what I'm running into. You're uh, I, if I know anything about you, you you love do-it-yourself projects. <laughs> Clearly, you know nothing about me, is what you're saying. So would you say I like do-it-yourself <laughs> Or am I am I am I killing a bit? Okay, never mind. Hey, I love do-it-yourself projects. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I need to paint a room. Okay, right. I mean I've started. I've started painting. And um, w- what I've realized is I don't have any uh, clothes to wear when I don't have any painting clothes. I don't have any clothes that can get dirty, basically. What? I don't. I have T-shirts, <clears throat> but, you yeah. know, I don't have, like, old jeans or anything. Because, you know, you, you I gained... instantly throw them away? <laughs> I, gained, I gained weight. I lost weight. I, I grew a third arm. I got rid of it. My body's constantly changing. And so I just, I buy clothes, I wear it for a week, I throw it out. Wow, wow. That's, some, that's, a, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the kind of money to have that kind of problem. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I, I'm, so, I'm literally in a pair of pants right now that have a giant hole in the knee. And my wife is constantly like, why don't you throw that kind of stuff out? I'm like, because it's only a hole in the knee. Now, right. I wouldn't wear this to go out. <clears throat> Excuse me, I wouldn't wear it a client meeting or, you know, like, but, you know, casually it's like, well, this will actually help save the, the three or four pairs of pants without holes in I have. Yes. But, but unfortunately now the, the pile of pants that have one hole are getting bigger because <laughs> I don't throw them out. So if you're calling to borrow pants, boy, did you come to the right place? I, that's, we're the same size. So yes, if I could just borrow some pants. Well, fe- we have the same. We have the same birthday. I figured we had the same size. You if, you know. could, if you could FedEx them to me, uh, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Are you saying you do not? Hold on. Wait a minute. I want to go back. Okay. Are you saying you do not? You are not a DIYer. Is that what you're saying? A do-it-yourselfer. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was like a, a store. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, well, when I see it printed out that makes sense but i've never heard it actually used in a phrase i'm like is that like a new hr greggs or an old jc penny <laughs> um, um you know what <clears throat> that's funny you say that i don't necessarily go into a job wanting to do it you know i i don't but once it's done i do feel an immense amount of satisfaction having done it yes but i don't want to do it ahead of time like oh i don't want to have to paint a wall like you said or stain the deck or you know, do a kitchen floor, which I've done all of those things. Ugh. And I hate doing it, but once I do it, I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And I get real meticulous, so I got to do it as best I can, hopefully. And then I'm like, oh, that was awesome. I feel so proud. Look at my floor. Look at it. Look at the floor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but it's just a question of time, usually. See, that's why I like furniture from Ikea, because it's very easy to put together, it's easy enough for me to do it. You know, it just takes an Allen wrench. And yet, I get that same sense of um, manly accomplishment once it's done. <laughs> Even though it only took like a half hour. Well, usually they take longer than a half hour. But all you need is the Allen wrench. And then, look, a bookcase. 
and afterwards your hands are raw from that darn Allen wrench. You're trying to wind it and wind it and wind it. No, no, it's starting to strip. No, and then you try to turn. Maybe I can use the long staff of it and turn right. it with the little handle, and that works about two turns, and you realize this is no good. I'm just destroying my fingers. I'm going to go back to the hand part. Uh, it sounds like you have some bad, some bad experiences with that. I have a, in my tool in the tool area in the garage. I have about three thousand Allen wrenches. Which again, my wife, after she says, "Why don't I throw away the pants?" She goes, "Why do you have all these Allen wrenches?" I'm like, "Well, they're they're still working. Hard to throw something away that's not broken." Well, that's true. You never I know when up. you're going to need an Allen wrench. That's true. I held on to a 13-inch black and white television for 22 years that I never used. Why aren't you throwing that away? I said, because it's a magic box that when you turn it on, it pulls pictures out of the air. I can't throw this away. It would be better if I broke it. Then I could justify throwing away a magic box. I did the exact same thing. I was given, um, like you said, I think mine was 12 inches, though. <laughs> but I was given... We upgraded. <laughs> I was given a black and white TV uh, for my eighth grade graduation from my parents. That's when I got my first TV, too. <laughs> and I kept that past college because of the same thing. You know, here's why. All right, because when they gave me that television, I remember thinking it was hands down the best gift I had ever received because I watched a lot of TV. And then I, and I thought, no matter what happens to me, no matter if how broke I am, no matter what, I will always have a TV. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Get out of my head, Mr. Pierce. <laughs> All I needed was a power source. You know, had the built-in antenna. It was, it, and again, and you know, I, it was sad when I got rid of that television, but it had to go. Oh, and eventually. my TV, I just eventually gave it to my brother. He put it in his garage because he had a garage with a giant work area. He's always doing work. I'm like, well, put a TV in there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's still there to this day. And I think it's now dead-ended because of the conversion to uh, mm. digital. Ugh. I don't know. Or maybe he might have gotten rid of it because of that at that point. Digital. So, And it was black and white. Is that right? Yes, it was did, black So did you – did your uh, – was your <laughs> I know you're a very young man. So do you was there ever a time where your family TV was a black and white television? Well, I know we both said we got ours in eighth grade. Obviously the difference in our ages was when you got yours, mm-hmm. there was only black and white television. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, actually when I was a child, a young lad in the seventies, my parents did have a black and white television. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I do remember going to grandmother's house. She had a color TV with a remote control, which literally was called a clicker because that's all it was. Two buttons. You push down hard on that bad boy. It was like a spring click. And I know the clicker lasted about 20 years longer than the TV because it it went into the toy bin at grandma's house after the TV went by. And (laughs) this was a solid brick of metal that we used as a Star Trek phaser and everything else you could think of. But yes, we had black and white TV. I do remember when the black and white TV died, mm-hmm. actually. My parents have related that uh, story to me as it was dying. I believe I was probably four. I don't remember, but they told me that we were watching some show. And as we were watching the movie, it was coming to the end. The picture was getting smaller mm-hmm. and smaller and smaller. And then right at the end, it, it shut off. And my mom or my dad said, well, that's the end of that TV. And I said, well, at least we got to watch the end of the show. <laughs> And they said, 
that's a good point. And you know, I think we got a color TV after that. <laughs> you do. You look on the bright side of things. You really do. I did then. Now I'm totally jaded. Now <laughs> I'm just. I'm. It, life has brought me down. I'm very bitter. <laughs> I was trying to explain. I, I heard to my wife. Okay. Now I'm trying to remember the show that they're talking about. There's some show. Oh, I think it's uh, Up All Night or whatever that that show is uh, where they have the baby uh, on NBC. I, I don't watch it, but I'm familiar with it. Will Arnett is in that. Yes. And um, I think I read somewhere that they are changing the format of the show from what it is now, a one-camera filmed show. I read this too. I know what you're saying. Yeah. To a three-camera you know, live like they did production. with Happy Days. That's exactly what I brought up uh, to my wife. I said, "This is like the Odd Couple in Happy Days." When the they, odd when Couple they did too, this. yeah. And, and you saw that as a kid, and you'd watch old reruns, and you'd go, "Wait, the you know Oscar and Felix's room looks different." <laughs> right? Wait, why is the why is the kitchen over on that side? <laughs> and what the hell happened to Chuck? <laughs> I know. So I was explaining Chuck Cunningham to my wife. She had no idea who this person was. Like another brother? What basketball? What? Oh, so you? So she didn't go immediately to eye roll. You actually had her with a little bit of information. She's like, "Wait a minute." So, okay. Usually, it would just go right into eye roll. Like that's nice, Ed. And you're going on and on. But wait a minute. It also came. It was a pilot on Love American style, don't you? Know? Whatever. Whatever. So I think, but those are the only uh, examples I could come up with. I think those are the only shows that have ever done this. No, 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 no. Name, name ten more. <laughs> Hello, internet. <laughs> no, I, I won't cheat and look on the internet, but I can, you did name two of them, and I can think of at least a couple more that really? are going to escape me until I get off the phone with you, and then I will have them. Armis Brooks? Did Armis Brooks do it? Love Hazel. That, love Hazel, that. I believe, did it. When in doubt, your answer should always be Hazel. I don't think Hazel did it. Hazel did go black and white to color, of course. Yes, it did. Like every show. Dragnet, you're probably thinking of. Speaking of old television, if we can just keep drifting like we're here, um, I have a Roku now, which is like an Apple yes. TV. Mm-hmm. And it's got all these old... It's got HBO and Hulu and what on there, but it also has a whole series of free channels that you can watch... You know, old westerns, old kung fu, old cartoons, what have you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the quality is what it is and everything. But I'm flipping through and there was a bunch of uh, Lucy shows. Not the I Love Lucy that is in syndication forever. Mm, yes. These are those Lucys from the, mm-hmm. you know, the 60s that you remember you watched and then you went and then they disappeared. Mr. Mooney. Right. right. You know, Gail Gordon. When, which, by the right. way, when I think of Mr. Mooney, I do think of you. <laughs> you Don't think know why. Of, you think of me. Not, not the character. It's my, but, it's because what, of my I mustache. Think, <laughs> Mrs. Ricardo. I was Ricardo. Yeah, Mrs. Ricardo. Wait, wait, wait her name was Ricardo in this show. Also? No, it wasn't. What was her name? Um, it was it 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 was, it was uh, Lucy, Lucy Carmichael. Else. Oh yeah, Mrs. Car. Thank you. See, that's why I think of you. But so I saw this on there. You know, it's like oh, that's on there along with like you said, Armis Brooks or Petticoat Junction. And I'm like, well, oh. and I had this flashback memory of a Lucy show where Jack Benny was on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking, again, going back to the 70s, and I'm remembering, wasn't there a... Because I love Jack Benny. I'm a huge Jack Benny fan. I always have been. You don't see a lot of him. They basically didn't really syndicate his show, and I listened to the radio show, blah, 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 blah. But I remember this one, I Love Lucy, where she tries to sell him on, his, on a, a new safe, a vault. And 
Sure enough, that sucker's on there, and I'm watching it. So wait a minute. A- Hold on. So the <laughs> the synopsis okay. of this episode is Lucy Carmichael uh, tries works to at sell, a bank. works at a bank, tries to sell Jack Benny a vault. Well, yes, uh, okay. as Mr. Mooney came up to her, and this is before she said, <laughs> which came later. Um because she got locked in the vault, she was running out of oxygen. No, no, she no. They basically said, you know, Jack Benny's coming, and we need to uh, we need to try and get his money into our bank. Well, you know, and so she meets with him, and Jack Benny. And again, this episode is terrible, just like I remembered any of the memories of the show. <laughs> do you think? Do you think all banks in Hollywood were on in real life? All banks in Hollywood were on alert so that whenever Jack Benny would stop by, they'd be, "We've got to get his money in our bank." Well, if you're worried about real life, let me finish the episode, and you can tell me how close this comes to real life or not. <laughs> they, you know, she, you know, and I don't really, I'm not a big Lucy fan, but I love Jack Benny, so I'm watching the episode, and she's in yeah, this. It's very bad sitcommy, but Jack is just Jack Benny. He must either have his own writer come with him or however he delivers lines. He's killing it. And so they have the whole end of the episode where she takes them to their new vault that he's got, that they've got set up for him. And you go down, of course, there's a guillotine that they Mm. have to get through. Mm -hmm. And there is a bunch of knives being thrown. And (laughs) they're attacked by a bunch of white guys dressed as Indians. You know, (laughs) Perfect. On loan from F Troop. Exactly. (laughs) And... You know, you know, all the, I, I think there was a there was yes there was a gorilla suit, of course. <laughs> but you know, it's all about Jack's delivery. I mean, people are dying, and of course, it ends with my my childhood memory of them sinking into quicksand. Which, as a kid, you love it. Plus, it's also, you know, quick quicksand as a child for me is in the same category of like force fields. When you're watching a kid and you're watching cartoons, and the Super Friends had a force field. That's that's yes. a real thing, right? Yes. You just they, right. they there's so many things you see that in. It's a force field that I it wasn't until I was probably in junior high where I'm like, oh, those aren't real. Because it's always done like it's a force field. Do right. you explain right. it? No, people know. Yeah. And quicksand is the same way. It was done even that way in that last terrible Indiana Jones movie where there's quicksand. And or Gilligan's Island always had quicksand. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this and I'm going, Oh, this is this is funny. I remember it, but also I had this weird, creepy feeling like, ooh, quicksand. I wouldn't want to want to sink into that but not not, not relating to that but the funny thing was is after i watched it uh i made my wife and kids watch that ending just to see if it was just funny because i remembered it or if they no they enjoyed it the kids loved it for that kid point of view of like this is great there's a guillotine and a bunch of white guys as an indian and you know they didn't say that part but (laughs) right yes yeah oh yes and there's a part where there's a the oh piranha oh i forgot piranha in the moat (laughs) <laughs> and trained turtles that make a bridge. So the whole last half of the episode is just this extended bit. Of... Oh yes, and okay. it's it's gold. If you can, you go on. I'm sure you look up online, which you should be doing right now. It's I, mean, I can't. I, there's I can't possibly do that. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so that's she, my old TV. Bit. Right. She and uh, Jack Benny fall in the quicksand, or well, they slowly sink in. Uh-huh, Which the, is weird. And you can tell that this was not, this was shot with an audience, but they did do, you know, every sequence is kind of broken up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as they're sinking in, and they sink in slowly, almost to the neck, mm-hmm. as he's saying, I love it. This is great. And this is wonderful. But she's wearing a dress. <laughs> and I'm, as I'm watching her legs go, I'm like, that can't be fun. <laughs> and, you know, right. and it's like they're sinking in and it's wet, but it's got a layer of muck on the top. And, you know, I'm like, did, how much farther are they go? Because I remember watching TV shows where they would go under. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. oh, what's... Ugh. 
Like, how did they do that? How, how you know, they built a set that they could both get in, right? And yeah. and did and they did put some goop or whatever in it. Oh yeah, so, it's clearly a, a a pool of some yeah. kind. So does that mean that the whole stage is raised because it's all on one level like that? Yeah. Does that mean that that is a whole? I know that I've read in the past for some movie. I think it was even oh. I sound like a film nerd, but I believe it was Citizen Kane had a scene where they had to actually, to get a low angle shot for one of the scenes of Citizen Kane, they dug like a 10 foot by, you know, 10 foot hole into the studio floor, into the Mm -hmm. cement, just to shoot that camera angle up. Mm. Because most things are shot on the stage floor. And obviously, if you want to shoot something below, you build it up. But, you know, you don't do that with TV studios. But in this situation, you bring that up. And they're clearly on some mechanism that's lowering them both together. Mm. Well, and the quicksand scene in Citizen Kane is famous. <laughs> As he, he, goes, he goes, Rose. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're laughing is too kind on that terrible joke. <laughs> we, uh, speaking of Roku, um, <laughs> a friend of ours also has that, and we were over at her house. She had just gotten it. I had to set it up for her. And we did the same thing. We went through, like, the old TV channels. Mm-hmm. And we watched the pilot episode of Good Times. Okay, fantastic. Exactly. That's what it's designed for. <laughs> and, and a couple things, I, you know, that, that came out of that viewing was, first of all, the, the title sequence of Good Times, like if you find it on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. The painting? Well, it ends with the painting. Yes. But up until that point, it's just stock footage of Chicago until it zooms in on the projects, you know, the window, and then you see the painting. Okay. So that whole thing, and it's probably 60 seconds long. Chicago looks like the worst city on <laughs> Earth. In the 70s, I think it was. Oh. But, you know, oh, New looks York horrible. looked like that in the 70s, too. Like, watch Serpico or any of those, you know, the French Connection, all those movies. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a level of grime on those Chicago and New York. And- That's why we were a, uh, an agrarian society until 1985. <laughs> then people well, started know, it, moving it was there cities. in the lyrics i mean you know temporary layoffs good time but and yet ironically good time it's a ripoff well, yeah exactly <laughs> ain't we lucky we got <laughs> oh and that reminds so the third one right so you've got uh what, what is it what did you just say um temporary layoffs good times easy credit uh ripoff good times time. and then the third one do you know what the third one is is it scratching and surviving no or, but i jumped that one. i jumped one mm-hmm. Temporary layoffs, good time. Easy credit rips, good time. Uh, it's it. She practically screams. It's like not again, again. That that sounds right. <laughs> what is it? What what is it? I had to look it up. She's saying, standing in a chow line. What? Oh, you know. Now this is what what year did I've heard this start? song? Uh, unfortunately, dozens and dozens of times. Right. Oh. Standing in a chow line? Is like, that a thing? Who would even... <laughs> I don't know. And who would even say that in 1975 or whatever it was? Standing in a chow line? That's like from 1945. 1935. That's Norman Lear right there. He probably wrote that line himself. Standing in a chow... That's like, you know, panning for some gold now! I mean, you know, it has about the same reference as a 19... You know, an 1847 prospector. And it was challenging viewing. Let me just tell you. It was... Uh, so it wasn't dynamite. <laughs> I don't even think he had. I don't think he said his trademark line in it yet. I don't think he had that yet. Hmm. 
But uh, everyone should go out and get Roku just to watch Good Times. I'm sure that's the only way you can possibly find this episode. <laughs> Isn't it on Me TV? Well, probably, probably. I I suppose so. What now? So you know, there are a lot of like, um, and of course, everything's coming out on Blu-ray now yes. too. Um, good Times will not be coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, well, maybe not. Well, maybe no. It, it's on DVD, and that's where we'll say. <laughs> I think uh, Dick Van Dyke Show is coming out on Blu-ray. I think I read that. No, you did not. Did you? I, I think so. Great uh, show, but... Uh, well, you know what they do? They master <laughs> You don't really those... need it on Blu-ray. No, you know? what they do is they go back and they, you know, people say, well, no, why? W- how could you get any better quality? But they actually, if they still have those things on two-inch videotape, they'll remaster them again. Well, at least you would hope so if you're going to pay for an upgrade. Not that you need to see, you know, Maury Amsterdam and or... Rosemary and any more clarity. I mean, good lord. A soft focus look is really helpful on some of these old shows. I I saw an episode of the the new Dick Van Dyke show. Not familiar with that. So it was in the 70s. May I summarize it for you? Uh, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay, so it's it's in the 70s. I believe the Mary Tyler Moore show had already come back and was a hit, so they're like, you know, well let's bring back Dick Van Dyke. And get a hit, and it's you know Carl Reiner produced it, so you think it would be magical. But he's not Rob Petrie, though, right? He's not Rob Pet- Petrie, but he's very similar to it. And and the storyline is uh, he lives, I think, in Phoenix or Scottsdale, some Arizona town, and he is a, a talk show host, and he's married to Hope Lang, so it's the same thing. He works in TV. <laughs> and he has his TV buddies, and then he goes home, and his wife, you know, is Hope Lang. You know, she's the blonde Mary Tyler Moore, right? Mm-hmm. And in the TV part, or, or he's a newscaster or something, I forget what it was, but, like, his boss is um, Dick Van Patten. But he's clearly in the media industry. Oh, yeah, the only job that they would ever do in these things. Okay. Yeah, and it's, you know, same situation. Like, for some reason, like, his agent is constantly hanging out there, you know, and his agent is uh, wisecracking like Maury was. And, uh, you know, uh, and uh, then there's, you know, a lady producer of the news, and, and she's wry, <laughs> you know, like Sally was and stuff. So it's, it's practically the same show, except it stinks. Oh my gosh! I tried, tried watching it. It was oh, it was awful, so bad. You know, it just has that. You know how the Dick Van Dyke Show kind of defines that whole '60s Kennedy era look. Yeah, I can it's, see it's that. almost like a time capsule. Well, so this is very much like a '70s show. You know, Dick Van Dyke had sideburns and everything, and not a good look. Longer hair, and you know, there's everyone smoking on the show. This is before Diagnose. What was the other show that he had in the 80s? Diagnose Murder or something like that? I think that? so. I think that's right. I think, yeah, I think you've got it. I always get that mixed up with Matlock. Andy Griffith. Same show. Matlock! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I cannot recommend it. Sorry. Television. Ugh. I don't understand. You know, there is so much. <laughs> no, you really do. What's with the, you know, make sure you end this statement with In My Day or Kids Today because that's exactly where you're going here. I can hear it. Are you going to go see Lord of, uh, not Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit? You going to go see The Hobbit? <laughs> it's interesting that you asked that. Yesterday, my brother Joel and I uh, figured it out. Okay, here's my Hobbit situation. I'll try and encapsulate it as quickly as I can. Please. Uh, sit down. This will be as long as the movie. <laughs> no. 
big fan, big fan of the Lord of the Rings films. Love them. So we are going to go see The Hobbit. And Joel, my brother, who is also, uh, you know, a video guy, you know, in, in television and film and works in the industry. So we're like, OK, let's go see it. We're going to go see it in 3D. We're going to go see it on the IMAX. And we're going to go see it in the 48 frames per second. Mm. So this is the way he wants. This is the way it was shot. I'm nervous as hell because I don't want to go and sit there for two hours and 50 minutes and watch a movie that I'm pretty sure I'm going to really enjoy. I'll be shocked if I don't like it because I've seen a bunch of stuff and it looks really great. But all of a sudden, if it pulls me out of it, then I'm going to be really disappointed. But I'm like, let's go for it. I I don't want to pay the extra money, but, you know, okay, we're going to go for it. This one, he's shooting it. You know, it's kind of like, let's try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But this is something I can't really recreate at home. So we're going on Sunday because uh, mm-hmm. there's in, you know, we had to double check, make sure we can find a theater that actually plays that because well, yeah. it's very limited. You've got to fly to L.A., I assume. <laughs> no, we're lucky in the uh, Barrington uh, AMC Theater has oh. that set up. And they actually have the nine-minute preview of the new Star Trek movie, which I want to see also. Uh, so uh. <laughs> well, that, That's a conversation for another day, apparently. But uh, I'm, we're excited to see it. And, I, 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 man, this is, this, is my, this is how much I'm nerded out about this. I've literally gone to websites to see comparisons of frame rates on screens. And really? Seeing, yes, because I'm like, I mean, I've read reviews, and the reviews have been mixed to good. Some of them have been like, it's good. The second half is great. The first half is meandering, which I'm fine because I don't mind having a slow setup. I like that in the first Lord of the Rings. I like the slow setup. But anytime they have an issue, it always seems to come back to this 48 frames per second. So I'm going, oh, my God. You know, I don't want to go there and just be, you know, 25 minutes into it and going, this looks like videotape, mm. which I don't think. But, but then I start thinking back to my, my eyes. And I, I, because I did animation for years, mm-hmm. I'm really very aware. I like to think about your eyes also. <laughs> we could have uh, Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes playing in the background here. Let's sell it. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm, I'm very, I'm very aware of fa- uh, strobing and seeing vertical lines and stuff on animation, even 3D films. I used to have to work in all that stuff all the time, and so maybe I'll be fine for that. And you know, I know you're worried about it as I am. Well, no, I'm going to go see the 12 frame a second <laughs> version. That's how worried I am on your old black and white TV. <laughs> Get it home. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I just don't know. So I'm going, I'm, we're going to go see it. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm taking both kids. <laughs> I'm taking my wife. I had a conversation with her uh, because this is during the, 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 the Bears game. And I'm like, well, we can record the game. She really likes watching the Bears game. I'm like, we record it. And I go, we can go on Sunday, blah, blah, blah. And she's, <laughs> she's like, well, I don't know. I like it, but I don't know. And I go, well, here's the thing. It's two hours and 50 minutes long plus preview and stuff. And so we're looking at plus three hours. She's like, three hours? I go, and it's in 3D, so you'd be wearing glasses. 3D! You know, <laughs> this is a perfect imitation of her. <laughs> so, so I'm giving her all these negative points. And she's like, well, I don't like this. I don't like this. And then, and then she goes, all right, I'll go. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. If you go, I don't, you know, this is me being stupid. You think after being married this long, I go, I don't want you to complain. You're not enjoying it. She's like, well, wait now. You wanted me to come. And now you're saying, you know, it's like, fine. I'm like, no, 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 fine. Forget it. Shut up. I didn't say anything. You're coming. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. So I, at least it was fast enough to just cap, you know, stop the bleeding really. <laughs> so it sounds like you pulled a green acres on her and just went, you know, you are my wife. 
And goodbye, City Life. Bringing it back to 60s television shows. God bless you, Ed. All right. Now, Mr. Haney. <laughs> what's, what's Mr. Douglas, can I there interest you, you in a genuine? Pat, his name is Pat, Pat, Pat Butcher. I can't even do it. You did a much better version of Pat Butcher. There you go. Thank you. That's what I'm famous for. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, well, I'll talk to you once you see it. You can tell me how fantastic it is. I have my doubts. I will, I will, I will post on Facebook. Uh, I'm followed by at least six people. So. I, I, I'm not familiar with that website. I know. Damn it. <laughs> All right, I got to go. My thing's done. I got <laughs> to get my thing out of the oven. <laughs> uh, this will all be fixed in the edit, I'm assuming. <laughs> Ed, it was good talking. Good talking to you. Enjoy the uh, movie and the Bears game. I probably won't be watching either one of them. And I have nothing for that. All right. <laughs> all right. See you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.